0: Welcome to episode two of the Quarter by Quarter podcast. On Friday, I went through a little bit of what the show is going to be about, um, what it was going to look like going forward, and that there are going to be new episodes every Sunday and Thursday. Uh, The Sunday episode should be dropping in the evenings, and I believe the Thursday episode will drop in the evenings as well. will be the game plan for now, um, but we'll see moving forward. So on Friday... On Friday, we had the big Memphis versus Portland game where C.J. McCollum went off, and it was a pretty exciting game. It looked like Memphis had it for a while, Um, and then Portland crawled their way back, and Carmelo Anthony came up clutch. The play of Jaron Jackson was also very impressive. He was draining threes, which is impressive for a player that is his size. Other notable games on Friday were Houston and Dallas where absolutely no defense was played. Uh, I do not understand how these teams are going to win any games come playoff time. Yes, they have explosive offenses, but if you can't play defense in the playoffs, you are not going to get very far. I still think both these teams are very, very entertaining and will be a fun watch, but like I was saying, I cannot see them getting very far unless they make some serious changes. Uh, I think Houston's plan of just playing small is really going to hurt them come playoff time. Boban Marjanovic, just every single time that um, he was close to the basket, it was just, he didn't even have to jump. Not that he normally does, but he really didn't have to jump against Houston because they are such a small team. The rest of the games that day, I missed the Boston-Milwaukee game. Um, It did come down to the very end of it, it sounded like Uh, Giannis played well, but again, Boston is a very undersized team and they're very reliant on Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum had an awful game. He played way better today, uh, but I think he was something like two for 18 from the field on Friday night. Um, Another player on Boston though, that I'll be watching closely is Kemba Walker whose knees are worrying me. I am hoping it's not a Brandon Roy situation where his knees just deteriorate so much he has to retire, but I don't know. They're holding some information back, so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Um, As we move to Saturday, we (laughs) had the most entertaining game, at least for a little while, was probably New Orleans um, versus L.A., and it was definitely the game I was the most excited to watch, but it quickly turned into a blowout. It was kind of it was entertaining to see how much the Clippers could just run up the score on them. Uh, they're still playing Zion in burst minutes, and he didn't look particularly good. And at one point it appeared that he got a little injured. I don't know the extent of that injury yet. Um, I don't think anybody does, but, yeah, this game was just, everything was going LA's way and absolutely nothing positive was going on for new Orleans. I think they had something like, I think it was the largest halftime deficit in franchise history for new Orleans. So yeah, not any positives to take away from that. And it's really, really hurt new Orleans chances um, to make the playoffs. The Clippers look solid. I know they lost to LA on Thursday um, on opening night. But they're going to be absolutely fine come playoff time, especially once Lou Will is able to play again. I unfortunately missed the Philadelphia-Indiana game. TJ Warren, I I did watch the highlights. He just went off 53 points, um, career high easily. I don't know if he's even ever scored over 30 points. Um, I really wanted to look at – I wanted to watch that game because I wanted to see how Philadelphia looked, seeing that I picked them to go to the finals this year um, for no reason other than to choose a crazy team to make it. Um, And I think they have the size and they do have the skill to do it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess Joel Embiid played really, really well. Um, The only highlights, like I said, that I watched though, were the TJ Warren scoring 53. So I'm looking forward. I think Philadelphia plays again tomorrow. So I'm hoping to check that out and talk. More about that on the Thursday pod. I did watch the OKC-Utah game, at least a little bit of it, because I haven't really seen OKC play. Um, but, yeah, they looked, they looked very, very good. Um, Chris Paul looks like he didn't miss a beat. So, And then yesterday night I did tune into the L.A.-Toronto game in which the Toronto Raptors really impressed me, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. I think they could easily make the finals just based on how they played against Milwaukee last year. And they played the Lakers really, really well. Uh, they were able to shut down Davis and LeBron. And Caruso in particular struggled. He was just throwing the ball away and making poor decisions. And he was one of those players that I was, is going to have extended minutes until Rondo gets back. Uh, Dwight Howard also looked terrible. <laughs> And the Toronto defense just continues to impress me. I didn't watch very much um, before the season was suspended, but I'm, gonna, I'm going to make sure that I'm tuning in from here on out. I did watch a lot of them last year, and, yeah, their defense is just swarming. They just swarm to the ball. The Lakers were moving the ball well around the perimeter, but it didn't even matter because the Raptors are just so quick um, to getting back to the player with the ball. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't think it's a big deal for Los Angeles and the rest of the regular season, like I said on Friday, on Friday's podcast. It doesn't really matter for the Lakers. They pretty much have the one seed locked up. The same is true for the Raptors, too. They, they pretty much have the two seed locked up. And that's the whole thing about this whole bubble situation is the seeding doesn't matter that much. Um, there are teams you don't want to play, but without home court advantage, The seating loses its importance. At the time of me recording this, which is just a little bit before uh, the Milwaukee-Houston game tips off, there have already been a number of quality games today. The two that stick out to me were Portland and Boston, and then San Antonio and Memphis. The Portland-Boston game, it looked like Boston had won this game. They were out playing Portland. They were hitting all their shots. Portland could not catch a break. They were just missing everything. Lillard and McCollum in the first half in particular could not find the basket. Nurkic looked good throughout, um, and Boston didn't really have an answer for him. He's just a lot bigger than anyone on Boston. And once Lillard and McCollum started heating up, that's when the wheels kind of fell off for Boston and Portland just making everything um, as a team. And because they had to... Because Boston had to guard Lillard and McCollum so much harder because they were making everything, they were able to kick out to open shooters. Uh, Mello made some shots. Trent Jr. made some shots. And they were able to crawl back into the game. Boston ended up securing the win. Uh, There were some questionable choices made down the stretch by Portland's coach, um, as well as some of the players on the team, and Boston pulled it out. The San Antonio-Memphis game – Uh, I only caught the second half of the game, but it was back and forth throughout. Memphis was down a good portion of the game, but they did end up getting all the way back. But then DeMar DeRozan got fouled at the very, very end of the game um, and sank two free throws with one second on the clock. Memphis had one chance to score. Uh, Jaron Jackson was at the three-point line. He had a pretty good look. He had a defender running at him, but he had a... For him, he had an open look, and he had just made a very, very difficult three just a few seconds prior, and it just did not fall for him. Um, So that makes the seating interesting because Portland lost today. This would have been a good opportunity for Memphis to get a win and put a little space between those two teams, but because they lost, uh, it kind of negates that. Um, So it'll be very interesting to see uh, tomorrow – because tomorrow Memphis plays again, and they play New Orleans, which is another team that's trying to play better and potentially get into the playoffs themselves. That's the big game for tomorrow, is that Memphis-New Orleans game at 6.30. Apart from that, looking at the schedule and some games that you should be looking forward to, I think Toronto-Miami at 1.30 tomorrow is definitely a game um, I'm going to be interested in. I haven't really seen Miami play. I didn't watch the scrimmage matches with them, um, and I yeah, I haven't seen them. I, I missed their first game, so I'm excited to see how they look, especially against a Toronto team that I just watched dominate the Lakers. Um, and then I also want to check out Denver and OKC at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Apart from that, the games aren't so great. We have Indiana at Washington. Uh, I'm not super interested in that game. Washington should not be in the bubble. Uh, without Beal it's just it should be an automatic win for the Pacers but we'll see Uh, San Antonio Philly at eight Uh, I do want to see Philadelphia play so I probably will tune into part of that have that going at the same time as Memphis New Orleans and then I do like the Los Angeles Lakers so I will be watching them play Utah tomorrow I'm expecting that to be a win Uh, We will be back on Thursday. I will be going through the Monday through Wednesday games um, and breaking down what you should be looking forward to going into the weekend. So thanks for listening to the second episode of Quarter by Quarter. I think it went better than the first one. Uh, But yeah, it'll just be a work in progress. But so far, I'm really enjoying this. So thanks for tuning in. And I will talk to you guys on Thursday.